What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Relive and Rewind. Yes, sir. Fourth episode. Here we go. And as you guys know, it is spooky season. Yes. Or at least it was a couple days ago. <laughs> All right. So a couple days ago uh, was Halloween. I know we're a little late for the spooky season, uh, but we still wanted to do a seasonal episode for you guys. We plan to release the episode on Halloween, but sadly, Gee got sick last week. So yes, that means that we don't have Gee this episode. I know. Very sad. I know, guys. Um, so he's currently dealing with a cold and he's sick. So sadly, we won't have the comedic genius this time around. But we still wanted to push out some content. Content for you guys this week. Uh, so as you guys know, we are headed into a new season. So just kind of an update for the show. We want to do a couple seasonal episodes for you guys. That's coming up. So we have uh, Christmas, of course. I already know all your retail workers are already hating on the Christmas music that's about to come up. <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to hear a whole bunch of all I want for Christmas is you. You're going to be <laughs> have a whole bunch of uh, uh, a little drummer boy. You know, we're going to hear that a lot. Um, and of course, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, but no one really cares for Thanksgiving. You know, we're, we're all greedy in America. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so we have a lot of seasonal stuff coming up. Um, so stay tuned in for that. And uh, but enough with all the holiday talk. Uh, let's dive into what matters this episode. And what we're talking about is Monster House. So do you guys remember Monster House? Yeah. So growing up. We weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween growing up a lot. Uh, we grew up in a Christian household. So, yes, I had a couple Halloween experiences. I never really liked them, to be personally, to, to be quite frank with you guys. Um, and Guy, I don't think he's had any experiences uh, with it either, just because you grew up in a Christian household. But even though we weren't allowed to celebrate Halloween, we definitely were allowed to watch the movies. <laughs> what I personally love most about the movie and all that I can truly remember was Chowder, bro. That you, you guys remember that white kid, that white fat kid that was in the movie? <laughs> that was DJ's best friend, that, the one with the basketball. He threw the basketball in the hoop and hit him back in the face. Yeah, that kid. Uh, I, I remember him. Uh, I remember, you know, stupidly enough, he was that goofy kid he was very scared uh i also remember the opening scene in the movie uh, with the girl riding her tricycle she ran over uh mr nevercracker's yard and he took her trike and you know broke it apart and he was like are you want to die like are you crazy and she was like ah she literally ran five feet away from her trike turned around and said my bike <laughs> and he broke it right in front of her the movie was so funny growing up like it really wasn't a horror movie or a scary movie or Halloween movie for me for real it was really just funny yeah so looking back on the movie now the animations were definitely terrible <laughs> you know the animations were not it it definitely was rough uh, but it still was a good watch as a kid uh it definitely was still very fun so you know the the, the, the movie was very it was, it was pretty cool um growing up you know in the Halloween season uh, so some of the characters that I personally love DJ. So if you don't know, DJ was the black-haired kid. He was the main uh, protagonist in the movie. You know, he was known as a good, caring friend. He was pretty much an investigator. Uh, he always liked to watch and analyze the monster house that's a, that was in front of his house. And 
analyze uh, the old old man never cracker you know he was studying the old man across the street for a long time like he kind of got everything down to a t uh and eventually of course we know that he blew up the house for tnt you know <laughs> and he actually saved chowder oh yeah at the end of the movie uh chowder he used the the, the excavator to destroy the house kind of like beat him up a little bit and then uh never cracker gave dj the tnt so he threw it in the the mouth of the house and it blew up and it was such a great scene um yeah so that that was DJ. DJ was uh he was scared, but he was cool. Like he he was young, but he was cool at the same time. Um, and uh, with DJ, we can go right on to Chowder. Chowder was, you know, of course, the chubby white kid we was talking about. Uh, he was definitely hilarious. He definitely was funny. Uh, he to me, he dressed up like the fat version of Homelander. Y'all y'all know Homelander from The Boys? <laughs> Yo, his whole fit reminded me of Homelander. Um, but yeah, like, no, but like, yeah, Chowder was definitely cool. He definitely was, uh, he definitely was a stand-up guy uh, throughout the movie. Yes, he was scared. Yes, he was a little bit of a punk, but he was a true friend. He stayed along DJ's side the whole time, and he actually did help out uh, the ending fight a lot. So, you know, Process to Chowder, bro. He's a real one. Um, uh, of course, of course, you remember the scene where the basketball rolled over to old man, the old, old man uh, never cracked his yard, and he was like, you know, $28 down the drain. You know, he took the ball. Yeah, so Chowder was dope. Uh, next uh, next character we'll talk about, we'll talk about uh, Z. So Z, I remember being the whack babysitter. Uh, she loves messing with DJ. She had friends over the house, aka Bones. Uh, you know, she had Bones over the house. She kind of presented herself as a goody-goody girl, but she got kicked out of school you know she wanted to be edgy so bad but she really wasn't edgy like she did not she wasn't like that for real of course that's what she portrayed but we all know that she was going through some things in her in her youth you know her transitional period from school to adulthood uh you know we all know she was going through a little thing but yeah z was Z sucked, I ain't gonna lie. She was a whack babysitter, for real. Like, you know, she always, she didn't believe DJ. She, she cared for Bones a lot. Even though Bones treated her like garbage, she still cared for him and, and, and loved him. She didn't know her worth. But... You know, it made sense back in the day growing up because that's how girls are growing up, you know? As we was kids, we still trying to find our way. You know, we still lost. We still making stupid decisions that we don't know is stupid at the time. So Z is actually probably the most human character in the whole movie, which is the funniest part. And of course, we go into right uh, into Bones. Um, so Bones, if y'all don't know, he was, I guess, like Z's boyfriend. Bro, he had no respect for women, you know? <laughs> Remember that one scene where... Uh, he was telling Z about his kite. He moved into one talk about this girl or this kid and then how the house ate her or how Nebercracker ate her. And he like kind of jumped on top of her and he was like, Whoa. he was just messing with her. But then Z freaked out and said, you have no respect for women. So I'm for real. I don't know what happened to the scene. I think he tried to do something, you know, because when he left the house, of course, he said uh, he called her a prude. Uh, so, you know, Bones was a little, he's a little freak. I ain't gonna lie. Bones was a weirdo, bro. Bones did not know no bounds. Okay. That kid, yo, he need, he need help. He need his fall in his life. You feel me? Uh, so yeah, Bones, you know, he was known as just a douche in a movie, you know, being a douche to DJ and not being cool. You know, he was a little too touchy, a little too, a little too whack, bro. I go, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Oh, of course, you know, he ends up getting taken by the house. So, you know, all's well in the world. Um, but he does come back in the end of the movie with his kite. So at least he had a little rejuvenating moment and a little redeeming 
moment in his life when he got his kite back. Hopefully he, you know, wasn't so much of a of a butthole. But with that, we can talk about old man Nebercracker. So Nebercracker was the old man across the street. He actually was the old man. He picked up DJ because they were getting the ball out of his yard and he was shaking him crazy. He's like, why don't you just listen to me? Like, why don't you listen? Just stay away from the house. Stay away from the house. And he ended up catching a heart attack. You know, old DJ thought he killed him, everything. You know, but Nebercracker, he at the at the start of the movie. You know, they portrayed him as a scary old man, like the crazy old man, the man that kills children, the man, you know, don't go on his lawn because, you know, he's crazy, he's crazy, he's crazy. Uh, of course, DJ knew that, yes, Nebercracker was crazy, but there was something wrong with the house as well. You know, because DJ studied the house and he knew that the house was off. He knew that the house was weird. You know, he also knew that Nebercracker was scary, but he also knew that something was wrong with the house. And if you guys do remember, Nebercracker was an army vet. Uh, he was a part of the bomb squad in the army. And that's exactly why he had a TNT to give DJ at the end of the movie, you know, because he was at the bomb squad. Uh, so at the beginning of the movie, he was portrayed as this scary man, this killer, this horrible figure. At the end of the movie, we figured out that he was actually the realest guy in the whole neighborhood. Like he was protecting all the kids. He was protecting everybody from his crazy wife that died in the house like they were building the house up and kids were being mean to her and she bugged out try to kill them try to like attack them and then she ended up falling in with the concrete you know all the way to the bottom of the house in the basement and then that's how the monster house came up to be is because it was his wife you know it was Constance so it turns out he was just protecting all the kids especially when it came to Halloween he was protecting them all because his wife don't like kids but he ain't got nothing he ain't got no problem with the kids you know he was like nah you know they're just they're just being kids you know they're it's just trick-or-treat it's Halloween you know they're having fun you know but his wife was you know she got some trauma because you know she was in the circus she was locked up and everything and he freed her so I don't know if it was she was bugging, I don't know, you know, the, this movie, I remember the movie, it had so much subliminal messages of real life, it's crazy, like, that's like, the ideas of trauma, the ideas of, you know, you have a, per, you have a great family, loving family, but still stuff is wrong, all these, like, n little nuances within the movie, it made the movie so much realer than just a Monster House movie. Like the, like the movie actually came to life with all these little nuances that reflect the reflect real life. So uh, that was Nebercracker. Nebercracker was the real one, man. I, I'm be so real with you. Nebercracker was a real one. He was a W man's. Next, we'll get into Jenny. Jenny was the girl. I said she went to go sell candy for her school, house to house, trying to, you know, get her funds for her school. She went door-to-door -door selling Halloween candy and she became the third member of the group because of it. You know, Jenny went to DJ's house trying to sell them candy and she ended up being a crazy good saleswoman. The parents weren't at the house because of course, uh, Z was the babysitter for the house and Jenny knew, she was like, okay, let's cut, you know, let's cut the chit chat. I know that they left you some money, so, you know, let me give you some some candy. Let me take some of that, and you can pocket some of the, like, like $10 that they gave you, you know? And she would just like, okay. Like, you know, she threw in some stuff, some stuff for free, just trying to get that candy sold. So, you know, Jenny definitely was a great saleswoman. She definitely was cool. She definitely was the backbone of the group because DJ was scary. Chowder was scary. Jenny C still had a little bit of, of, of a backbone. You know, she was probably the most dude out of all the dudes that was there, you know, she definitely was, she was tough, you know, she, she had that to her, so Jenny definitely uh, added to the group, she definitely added that, that bravery to the group, and it reflected off of everybody else as soon as they got into the house, uh, so with that, we'll talk about the house, aka Constance, uh, Constance Nevercracker, so Constance was, was the house, 
Um, and it kind of makes sense at, at the, at near the end of the movie of how or, or why the house is alive is because of Constance. It started making sense why the house would do smart things like how Bones went on the went on the yard and he was a little tipsy, he was a little drunk off the beer. Um, but he was stomping on the he was stomping on the grass and and you know trying to piss off Mr. Nebercracker. Um, but his kite flew out the door, and he was like, "Whoa, like what?" And he tried to go get his kite, and of course, you know, Constance or the house dragged him in the house, and that was really weird for a house to do, right? So, of course, later on down the road, we find out that it's actually you know, the soul of Constance that's taking over the house. And that's why the house is smart. You know, it lures people into the house. It, it, it entices people, you know, it, it's, it's, it's Constance. So the movie definitely was great as a kid. It didn't really scare me as a kid. It, it, it did at times, but the only part that scared me when I was young was when they got into the, the heart of the house. So when they found out that the house had a heart, it had like a, had like a mouth, had like a whole digestive system. That's the part that freaked me out. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? And then especially when they got to that part of the house where they had all the toys and everything that Constance kept taking or never kept taking from the kids. That's the part that got kind of weird to me. It got kind of freaky. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> like, that was so, that was weird to see as a kid. I'm just like, whoa, like what's going on here? I thought the house was just haunted. Like, it's a whole person. Uh, so, you know, that part of the movie was definitely... I would say the scariest, but it, the movie overall was never really scary. It was, it was very entertaining to, to watch as a kid. It was funny. Uh, even when we're older, all these memes are coming out from, from the movie. Um, you know, do you want to be eaten alive? You know, that meme. Uh, the don't look back. I look back. That, that meme. Uh, and uh, Of course, at the end of the movie, when DJ was like, sorry about your house or your wife or your housewife <laughs> like moments like that memes like that they're so funny and they're fun to look back on because we grew up with this movie you know every season every single october this movie showed up on disney this movie showed up on tv and yes we watched it yes i watched it you know and it was it was it's so refreshing to be older now and see this movie still be talked about um and just look back on it and see all the mistakes in the movie like there were so much animation mistakes there were so much like comedy in the movie that even now even now we're older now it's still funny like it's it's still it's still goofy <laughs> yeah so this movie was definitely entertaining to watch every october and i felt like it was because of all the cool concepts that the movie had like one of the cool concepts they had was something that the old man built he also had to destroy himself Constance and Nevercracker they built the house together you know of course Constance she fell and got killed by the fall and then she got caught up in the house because of the concrete that she poured on herself but you know the thing that the man built he had to destroy himself like his own creation he had to destroy his own love like the person he loved the most the, the thing he loved the most you know ultimately it had to be destroyed you know not just the house but the relationship that he started he loved Constance he adored her he rescued her from a terrible situation and he showed her nothing but compassion he showed her nothing but love and it's kind of cool because it reflects real life again of you know we could say you, you could bring that into religion of how you know Lord still loves 
his people, even though we sin all the time or we do wrong things. And it, that's why this movie is so good, even looking back on it, because it has real implications, even as a kid's movie. Like, you can, it has so much real-life scenarios in it, and which makes it so beautiful. And how many horror movies do you know that make objects or houses come to life? You know, that itself is a dope concept. And I love the fact that the movie tried to portray that not everything you want is good for you. And, and it's not everything you want is beneficial for the ones around you either just because you want a relationship or just because you want all these friends or, or whatever the case may be just because you want all these good things don't mean they're beneficial to you and it doesn't mean they're beneficial to the things around you just like Nevercracker, you know he wanted his wife you know he loved his house but that house eventually took a toll on him and when the house blew up he was so happy to be free from it. You know, all the all the stress and all the the burden, just all the weight off his shoulders just got lifted. He was just like, oh, thank like, thank you. Like, I'm free. Thank you. Another thing that the movie portrayed that I loved was that all good things must come to an end at one point. Everything that we go through in our life, whether it be good or bad, it's only for a season. You know, we're only going to have a season of debt. We're going to have a season of grief. But then there's going to be a season of flourishing and financial growth. There's going to be a season of love. There's going to be a season of beauty, you know, but there's also going to be seasons of not so beautiful, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful concept to see in a movie like this because it's a Halloween movie. It's a movie about a monster house. Why does it have these much real life implications in this movie? Like it's refreshing to see, especially looking back now that I'm 20 and looking back at, at an older age and seeing all these things that this movie had in it. It's such a cool concept. It's such a cool way to portray real life things in a movie. Yeah, so the movie was definitely helpful for me today. Like I've been expressing this whole episode. It had so much real life implications in the movie. Like you guys know that saying that art sometimes represents the artist or art sometimes comes to life. It's a saying like on the lines of that, how real life reflects art. Like this movie is the prime example of that. Like this movie had so much real life aspects to it and it was so much underlying like undertoned actions into it that without looking back it's so refreshing to have had that movie involved in my life because it gave heads up on things that I didn't even know it was giving a heads up on you know sometimes you have to leave the past behind you to make room for the future you know that was one thing that the movie kind of preached to me and you know it's it's so true it's facts if you want to progress in your career or if you want to get a relationship with this girl and see where that's going sometimes you gotta leave things behind you gotta leave some some people behind you gotta leave some opportunities behind you know to get what you really desire to get what's really best for you and that doesn't mean you're a bad person that doesn't mean people around you are bad people but you know you you gotta do was best for you at times you know and that's a topic that the, the movie covered also what i loved about the movie that another takeaway was don't get caught up into just one thing appreciate everything and everyone around you you know so nevercracker how he got caught up into his house and got to his wife and just protecting everybody from his wife it took over his whole life you know he became old man nevercracker everybody knew him as a crazy guy the kids knew it the adults kind of were oblivious but that was his identity he was the protector he was old man nevercracker and so much of his life got taken away just because of that just because of of his situation and I, and you can even apply that to life now you know don't don't just get caught up in one thing but appreciate everything and everyone around you take a break from work you know say and spend time with your family take a break from the video game spend time with your mother it's the little things that matter when you once you get older it's not really about 
if you got this car or this house or the next promotion, it's, it's not really about that, but it's around, it's about the people who are around you, the people who care, you know, the people who love you. Uh, and, and of course, one final thing that I loved about the movie is it's scary sometimes, but opening up your heart and allowing trust in others to grow could be more than just beneficial to you. Sometimes we grow up and we have so much baggage on us. We have so much weight on our shoulders. We have so much trauma from childhood that we bring into adulthood. And of course, you have to guard your heart. I wouldn't advise you guys to just think everybody is a saint, think everybody is cool. But the movie did show, you know, hey, open up your heart. Allow people to trust you. Allow yourself to trust other people. Just like how Jenny trusted the guys you know, what, what was going on with the house and they saved her from it. Allow yourself to trust some people when they give you reasons to trust them. Yeah, so this movie was definitely one of my favorites in the rotation in October. Uh, growing up, it was something that was always reoccurring. It was the same movie. It would always pop up every single year. It might, it might even be popping up you know, still nowadays, I don't know. I don't watch TV no more. You know, we we got all these streaming services. We got soap today. So there's no reason for no television nowadays. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so this movie was definitely great growing up. You know, the characters were great. The story was great. What it tried to portray was great. I wouldn't say it's an S-tier movie, but it's definitely an A-tier movie. You know, it definitely is. It was really cool. It definitely had a lot of creativity and a lot of thought behind everything in the movie. So yeah, that was Monster House, man. Monster House, it definitely was one of my favorites. And I know it was Guy's favorite. Sadly, he couldn't be here. Uh, but next episode, hopefully, it'll just be me and him, uh, you know, back at it just talk about what we talk about you know it's you know hopefully we'll just be back having fun i hope that gee has a fast recovery i hope that we can make it happen for you guys next week so thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more subjects to rewind and relive on i'm isaiah and it's been a pleasure and i'll see you guys next time peace